I'm Khalil A. Colonna, and this is Nashville. Drinking tea is a practice that has meaningful significance to cultures across the globe. For some, preparing a cup is more of a ritual than a task. In a fast-paced society like ours, ritual is important. Here in Nashville, we have a growing community of tea enthusiasts who are sharing and teaching the art of drinking tea to newcomers. Later this hour, we'll talk with a few local tea masters who will share some tips. And if you're drinking tea for health or making it a part of your social life. But first, tomorrow is the 1st of September. It is also a special day for our sister station, WNXP. It is 91 day, and there's a big party about to happen. Here to tell us all about it is Emily Young, the events and promotion director at WNXP. Emily, thanks for being here, and welcome to This Is Nashville. Thanks for having me. This is my uh, This Is Nashville debut. It is. I think now we have all of the crew from WNXP on the show. So thanks for finalizing our set, so to speak. Okay, 91 Day. Tell us, what is it? You know, we kind of had this idea of claiming this day as our own, and that's bigger than just, hey, we're in XP. It's 91. This is what we do. We wanted to reflect what our mission is as a station, which is to bring together not just music fans and music lovers and artists, but the entire creative community in Nashville. We're talking entrepreneurs, art makers, music makers, music lovers, and throw a celebration for all those people to unite this entire Nashville community because that's what our entire goal is for NXP. So to do that in real life, this is officially our opportunity, and it's happening tomorrow. Tomorrow. All right, tell, tell me a little bit about the inspiration and the machinations of how you all came up to do this. You know, we knew, step one, we knew we wanted to have a diverse music lineup that reflected what our airwaves sound like on a daily basis. Uh, so that means a little bit of hip hop, a little bit of punk, a little bit of indie, and really everything in between. Uh, but again, it's bigger than just the music community. We wanted to bring together the entire creative community. So we'll have a, a photo booth from a local photographer who's going to set a really sick backdrop so you can, you know, get a photo for the gram to celebrate this day. Okay. We'll also have some food trucks, um, as well as some art makers and vintage slingers is mm. what I've been calling it. You know, there's a big community of that here in Nashville. So really bringing together a lot of folks that all kind of share the same vision and love for the Nashville community. This sounds like a really good time. One question for you. Where is it happening? It is happening at the Blue Room at Third Man Records, which is an ideal location, one, because they are also doing the Lord's work, which is reaching out and cultivating this community in Music City. Uh, but it's also an ideal setup. We'll have a stage inside and a bunch of vendors outside. It's really going to be a great time. Okay. We can't have a music party without live music. You mentioned the genres of the groups. Who are the groups performing? Yes. So we will have our former Nashville Artist of the Month, 6-1 Tribe, which is a local hip-hop collective consisting of 16 people. Uh, they call themselves the Wu-Tang of the South, and they mm -hmm. definitely take inspiration from a lot of the hip-hop collectives before them while still you know, creating their own unique sound. We'll also have uh, Wilby which is the indie project from a Nashville singer-songwriter, and she does a little bit of... It is this little bit of sad girl indie that is super popular, but also this really crafty, creative wordsmithing. Everything that she does is so like sarcastic and tongue in cheek. And uh, it's really great. It's a little bit of indie rock and a little bit, again, sad girl indie. And then we have Gloom Girl MFG, which is one of the buzziest young Nashville bands. Uh, very in your face, punk rock, 
don't care what anyone thinks about them. Okay. Uh, and it rules. All right. Okay, so well, let's hear a little bit about the lo- let's hear some from the local bands who will be playing the party. Here's a clip from former This Is Nashville guest and Nashville Artist of the Month, Hip Hop Collective 61 Tribe. It's Tribe, we trust. That's a light is up and blaze another one. This is huh? Cookie treat us on the road to let us blunt. Now I'm seeing, count it up. Take the rolly off and slip the paddock on my Wash it, whip it like a baby. I can show you some. Broke his posted on the block. We came from the slums. On my own, when say so they can't tell me none. When I'm up, out the way, that's on my granny, huh? See the sun. Then you close your eyes, wake up and never hunt. This money counter took and dropped the chicken in the oven. Call me Chef the Don. It's got a vibe to it. It does indeed have a vibe. And we were lucky enough to have 6-1 Tribe in our Sonic Cathedral. So we have a live session from them. You can get a little preview. But there is an ever-growing, as you know, and if you listen to This is Nashville or NXP, an ever-growing hip-hop community here in Nashville. And 6-1 Tribe is really uh, inserting themselves into the middle of it and spearheading a lot of movement and growth within that genre. Let me ask you this question. You may not know. You may know. Are all 16 members going to perform? Um, I believe so. So wow. each song features anywhere from two to four members of the group. Uh, so to my knowledge, all 16 of them will end up on the stage at one time. It is a relatively small stage, but I do think that it could hold 16 people. Oh, okay. Now, next up, we have Will Be. It's the Indie Rock Project from Maria Crawford. He's been patient for so long But time's getting ahead of me When I wish you'd stay Okay, let's listen to a little bit of Gloom Girl MFG. Those are two of my favorite songs that we just heard. (laughs) Well, I can reassure you that they are both uh, stellar in their own way. Again, we wanted to book artists that reflect the diverse sound of Nashville. A lot of folks still kind of assume we are just Americana and just country music, and we are a lot more. And we think that this lineup is proof of just that. Yeah, okay, so talk to me a little bit about that. WNXP wants to highlight new music, as you said, a diverse group of artists from Nashville and beyond. Why is that so important for WNXP to be pushing this sort of sound? You know, this city has been always been an easy home for country artists and even more so traditionally white country artists. And we knew in launching the station that we wanted to reiterate not just to Nashvillians, but to the entire world that Nashville has more to offer than that. This uh, creative landscape that we have is so much bigger than just that sound. And there's a lot of really exciting things happening in a bunch of different genres and areas. And so we want to be that platform for these artists to get discovered and to just, you know, build community. It isn't just, hey, I hope you get a million fans and start selling out arenas. It's also, hey, we hope that you find other creatives within this community that can become your family. Okay. Where can people go to find more? You can head to WNXP.org slash events. All right. That is Emily Young, the events and promotions director at our sister station, WNXP. Go and grab your tickets to 91 Day. It's going to be a blast. Emily, thanks for this. Hey, thanks for having me. 
We have to take a short break. When we come back, we'll meet the owners of some local tea shops and learn about the Japanese and Chinese traditions for drinking tea. Are you a tea drinker? What's your flavor? How do you enjoy it? Tweet us to your comments at This Is Nashville. We'll be right back. Khalil Colonna, and this is Nashville. Today we are learning about the culture of tea and the traditions that surround it. It's an old practice and has deep meaning and significance throughout the history, throughout history, for millions of people. For good reason, tea is great makes you feel good, and it's good for you. Brewing and drinking tea is an intentional act that is the opposite of the fast-paced, grab-a-quick cup of coffee culture that we happen to live in right now. A lot more people are taking time to make tea and enjoy the moment, and my next guest has been teaching the art of preparing tea, and she joins me now. I'd like to introduce Jenny Zong, is the owner of Music City Tea. I'd like to welcome her to the show. Jenny, thanks so much for being here. Welcome to This is Nashville. Thank you to invite me here. I'm so great. I, I can come here talk about tea. It's wonderful to have you here. Really appreciate it. Okay, so tell me more about your shop, Music City Tea. Um, the reason I want to have Music City Tea because I try to find a real tea shop. I mean, real tea shop means the tea supposed to come from a tea plant. Okay. So like green tea, like oolong tea, like black tea. Like English breakfast tea is real tea. Okay. But people here, they will say, I want peppermint tea. I said, peppermint is not tea, it's a bowl. They will say, I want chamomile tea. I said, mm, that's not not a tea. So everybody here, they, call, they put, put all the strawberry into water, they call tea. Okay. So I said, that's not right. I'm going to change, change it, make it real. And you did. And I did. Okay, so... What can people expect when they visit Music City Tea? Oh, they will have so much fun. They will, <laughs> they will sit down with me. I'm going to present my Chinese tea ceremony. I'm going to launch out all my tea from black tea, oolong tea, green tea, white tea. They're all original. No flavor add to. They all taste good. What's the difference between the three, the oolong, the black tea, the green tea, and the white tea? Uh, so black tea is a full fermented tea, and so the processing a little longer and storage long time. So the older, the better. And woolong tea is between black and green in the middle, about 50 to 70 percent fermentation. And also can storage for a long time. Mm-hmm. So the flavor is really mild. It's not too strong. So my family grow woolong tea from China. We have a really big farm in China. So half of my, um, more than half, about 70% of my family members grow oolong tea in China. And we have a tea shop in China too. Wow. Uh-huh. So my grow-up tea is oolong tea. I drink it when I was kids. Okay. Either I'm one years old, two years old, I drink it in oolong tea. The entire life? Entire life. Okay, so what's up with white tea? White tea, they just sun dry, so it's have less caffeine. People say, um, now on these days, everybody has cell phone, watch TV, and lots of electronic stuff. Use all this 
and so much tea with so much phone, you should drink more white tea to help against the radiation. Re- I don't know that English. I'm sorry. <laughs> no, that's okay. So it help you protect the radiation from all the electric. Wow. So it it get it protects you from radiation from like cell yes. phones and other things. Yes. Televisions and screens. Yes. Wow. Mm-hmm. So you should drink tea, but tea in general in China, about three thousand six hundred years ago, mm-hmm. at the beginning is medicinal use. So if you have Cough, cold, you don't feel good. In China, we're picking all the leaves, tea leaves, throw it in the boiling water and boiling it. Mm-hmm. Now you drink it, help you detox. Okay. So you detox all the toxin out and detox um, cleansing your body. So old time, the first guy in China find tea, his name is called Sen Nong. He write the first book, it's called Hundred Herbal Book. So 100 herbal book in this book. And then he get he will have to go to mountain, find all the herbs and try everything. Mm-hmm. And then he get poisoned. He don't feel good. He feel so sick. He said, I'm going to, I was going to die. Oh, I have cough. Oh. Um, so he don't want to die. He continue to go to mountain. He find tea plate. So he pick all the tea leaves and take home, cook in the boiling water. Then he drink it. And then he feel better. Mm. So detox. So old time, if in China, that's an old medicine. So when you don't feel good, have like low energy, uh, I I can say really really good English word, but I can say simple English word. So yes. If people cannot poop, you drink the tea gotcha. and really help you poop. So it's a laxative. Yes. Okay. Okay. So you said seventy five percent of your family mm-hmm. are tea farmers. Yes. So it goes back a long way. This is mm-hmm. the family tradition. What was it like growing up and learning how to farm tea? Tell me about the environment you grew up in. Oh, it's a beautiful place. Uh, it's called Wuyi Mountain from China. Um, just like Galamber. If anybody been to Galamber, Smoky Mountain, you can imagine where I come from. Mm. But I grew up in a countryside, live like a monkey. <laughs> mm. I'm a girl. Um, so um, climbing trees and all the things. Oh, I can do all that. Picking mushrooms, crab uh, on the tree. We're picking white black, blackberry, blueberry, plum. So everything is nature gift to you. Mm. We don't grow anything. Either the vegetable, a mushroom. It's all on the nature. And tea. We have all the wild tea plants all over the mountain. So I say, my mom say, if you don't feel good, let's drink some tea. But we keep ourselves healthy. So my mom will make a big, huge party. Whatever I was thirsty, we drink tea. Mm-hmm. So that's our daily life. Okay. And then I will go with my mother picking all the tea leaves, and then we dry it. But my mother used different ways. We're making oolong tea, so can storage for 10 years, 20 years, 100 years. So in my hometown, her number one expensive tea is called Big Red Lobe. Okay. And Chinese name, Da Hong Pao. Number one expensive. How expensive? Nobody can pay for that. Wow. Who can drink it? Yet? The president of China. Obama have chance. Okay. <laughs> Whatever who is the um, president in the United States meet a uh, Chinese um, president, they can have that tea. They can. Only for them. Wow. That's 
for a long time. That is really, really cool. Really rare and expensive tea. Interesting. And I'd like to introduce my next guest, Sachi Uimoto Groves. She runs the Inishi Company. Sachi, thank you for being here. Welcome to the show. Thank you so much. I'm invited. Thank you. Thank you. I really appreciate you being here. You host Japanese tea ceremonies and share Japanese traditions like Ikibana and kimono through your store, online store, Inishi. Tell me, what takes place in a traditional Japanese tea ceremony? The traditional tea ceremony, that's actually the genetic tells um, you that tea from the Chinese culture. It's, uh, it was uh, uh, 1,200 years ago. Then a uh, guy bring the tea. That's how start. Mm-hmm. We made a green uh, tea first. And then change a green tea, like uh, everybody say the matcha green tea. Yes. That's kind of um, became um, May, hold on, 700 years ago. Okay. Something like that. And then they made an art. So tea is just a, just a um, part of the art. Talk to talk to me more about the art of <laughs> you uh, know Japanese Japanese tea ceremony. It's kind of different way right now. Um, you know, I learned uh, fifteen years in um, tea ceremony, traditional tea ceremony in Japan from my aunt. But not many people can do this, and you know, this generation. It's uh, easy to get the uh, udon tea and the convenience store and, and you know, mm-hmm. supermarket, easy to get. So nobody um, tried to learn. It's kind of sad, though. But still, um, if you go to special school, there is a tea master. There is a tea master teach you how to make a green tea, how to do, um, you know, like a serve, you know, mm-hmm. how host is. Something like that. Now, you, you learned from your aunt. Mm-hmm. Why was it important for you to learn? Oh, because I am a part of her family, too, also. And even I don't like it, I had to learn, actually. <laughs> <laughs> so you were forced to learn, even though, but you've come to, it seems like you've come to love it these days. Yeah, I really love it right now. Yeah. But first, you know, I was a teenager. So, oh. and then, you know, Seiza style. Seiza is uh, how sit down style for um, during the tea ceremony. It's your foot underneath. Oh, wow. So tea ceremony is kind of um, one hour for four hour, depending how the host going to serve. Between one to four hours? Yeah. So shortest one is maybe like a one hour. Okay. So guest, host. Doesn't matter. Everybody has to do sit down like that. So it was my punishment sometimes. <laughs> uh, yeah, I can imagine that's really uncomfortable until you're used to it. <laughs> yeah, but um, for now, feel good, you know. Yeah. <laughs> Fifteen years in, you got pretty good at it. Yes. Now, are, are there different customs for specific groups? Like, you know, tell me about that. The groups. So um, there's a special team master. It was a... Um, uh, 1,600 years. Then, name is Sen Norikyu. He made a green tea culture. Then, now, there is a, you know, Japanese history is super long. So there is a, so many groups, almost like 500 groups. Mm. 
So each group is a different way to make green tea. But, uh, you know, I will show you later. It's a teacup here. You know, green teas, when you drink a green tea, you have to turn twice clockwise and sip the green tea. Okay. But my group is a turn twice clockwise. Different groups turn once counterclockwise, something like that. Why, what's the significance of turning the cup clockwise? So there is a front side, beautiful picture in a um, teacup. Mm-hmm. So if you use here, it's kind of excuse. That's why we have to turn a little bit and see. Okay, so because the cup, for listeners, the cup that Sachi is sharing with, showing me, it's got these really beautiful, ornate pictures of some faces on it. And so when I'm drinking the tea, I want the faces to be forward-facing to the other sure. people I'm with. Mm-hmm. So what's important is you don't you don't use the front side to drink. Okay. That's more important. Okay. Mm-hmm. You know, Jenny, you, you told us a little bit about the story of the person who brought tea to China, the first yes. man who went up into the mountains. Are, are there other stories? Oh, yeah. Chinese way to making tea is very different. If the tea is very expensive, we'll use very small teapot. Okay. Can you see it's so yes, small? Yes, it's very small. If the tea not good, you can use a bigger teapot. Okay. <laughs> or, or you use tea bag, you probably use a giant pot. Mm-hmm. So in China, the tea more expensive We'll select the number one beautiful girl to serve the tea, and we will select a very expensive teapot. This teapot can be five dollar, or five hundred dollar, or five thousand dollar. Wow! It's called Yixing Clay Teapot. It's a part of Chinese uh, tradition, so being used for two thousand four hundred years. So old old time rich people always use Yixing Clay Teapot. The one good thing is, like never broke. You can pass down to the next generation okay. forever. Wow. And um, another way to making tea is called gai wang. So with a lid on the top of the bowl, and then you cover it. This can be drinking it by yourself. Uh, Because the old time, the people in Chinese culture, we don't drink ice water or cold tea or cold water. We drink hot water and hot tea. Mm -hmm. So this bowl for drinking the hot tea is too, too hot, burn your hand. And also the tea will get cold. That's why we always are lit to cover it. Mm-hmm. So it's called gai wan. It's also a traditional Chinese way to serve people, being used for a thousand years. And then also, if the guest is very important to you, you are serving you this size cup. Okay. So very tiny, like one sip of tea. But this is respect. So if I like you, I really want to be your friend. I give you this cup. Okay. If I really hate you, I will give you a big cup. Cup. Why? Why? Okay, so explain that to me. Why the small cup if you love someone and you respect them, but the big cup if you don't care for them so much? Okay, let me take an example. So, for example, I really want you to be your, my friend, and I will give you this cup. Then I will making the tea from the tiny part, mm-hmm. so so small. Then I will pour it to you, and then you're drinking it. You say that's not enough. You want more, and I will keep serving you. During one hour serving, you you feel I'm really nice to you. Oh yes. If I give you one cup tea, a big cup, mm-hmm. you can't finish, and or either you don't like it, you cannot throw away, kind of wasting, and also I we don't have connection anymore because I don't serve you anymore. Ah. 
leave you alone. You drink your big cup of tea. And then you're gone. Yeah, you're gone. And with the small cup of tea, it encourages connection, conversation, yes. and a longer visit. Yes. Ah, so I get the, it. Uh, you will feel amazing after this tiny cup and the conversation and the tea service. Mm-hmm. You feel you trust me. I'm like your sister and your best friend. Yeah. After yeah. after that. So that's all my customers. They walk into my shop, feel strange. Who is this lady here? I said, just sit down, have some a cup of tea. It's all free. You can try my 200 tea for free. Why not? So I sit down. For, at the beginning, very nervous. But after I served them about 20 minutes tea, they feel so relaxed. Okay. I said, are you feel you are home now? I said, yes. <laughs> <laughs> now I also, I teach you teach them how to use Yixing clay teapot, gaiwan, and how to holding a teacup to drinking tea. Like this, this is the way. Two finger on the side, one under, and pinky out. Okay. Does that look cute? <laughs> okay, it does look cute. And I want you to teach me about that. We're going to try tea in a second. But right now we have a tweet at This Is Nashville. We got one from Hollers at Race Cars. It says, quote, I listen every day, but today... Is tea day. My mom was a devoted tea drinker, and I've taken up that mantle. Hot or cold, I love it. There's nothing like, quite like a pitcher of ice, dajirling yum. Mm, end quote. All right. So let me ask you, Sachi, what is your opinion of iced tea? Iced tea. You know the. Um, I came America ten years ago. And I took the iced tea. I ordered iced tea at Mickey's. Oh my gosh, it was too sweet for me. Okay. <laughs> Southern iced tea is pretty sweet. But you know what? I like it now. It's kind of scary. <laughs> I like it both. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so we're going to have some tea in a few minutes. Uh, Sachi, can you get the kettle started? Yes, okay. Okay, we're going to go through the process of having some of these teas going. I'm really, really excited about this, and I'm incredibly thirsty, so this is wonderful. Okay, so you both brought teas for us to try. Sachi, what type of tea did you bring for us? Okay, today I'm going to do the traditional uh, green tea. Uh, Jenny told the Chinese tea is a leaf, but this is green powder, green tea mm. powder, matcha, we call matcha. It's a after um, pick up the tea leaves, it's a steam and then grind. grind. Mm-hmm. So 100% that leaf. So it's kind of very strong, like espresso, mm-hmm. coffee espresso kind of. Okay. So put the two scoop. And the scoops you have putting in are not that, not very big, so you don't need a lot, huh? No. <laughs> so actually, uh, if you... You bought the green green tea powder at the house, and if you want to make green tea, put the teaspoon, one teaspoon matcha, and seventy milliliter boil water. Okay. Just a little bit. Okay. Hot water. Just a little bit amount. Okay. Because I told you it's a kind of espresso style. Mm-hmm. And you're now you're using like this brush, like a whisk, to put it together. To mix it. Can you hear? Yeah. Now, is there anything, any special type of food that you eat with it? Oh, yeah. So, um, at the green tea, I mean, tea ceremony, green tea is a pretty bitter. So, we have to eat the sweets first, any any sweets. Today, I bring a um, sugar bowl we call competo sweets. So, please take some competo sugar bowl. 
and then try green tea. Okay. Okay. Right, thank you. Oh, these are great. This is green and yellow. Let's try it. And you know, I told you the tea ceremony is a almost one hour shortest one, right? Mm -hmm. There's a reason because there's a three steps. First, we're gonna show how to um, make a, I mean, uh, purifier material. Check the material and make um, purifier for the any material. Mm-hmm. And second step is actually making green tea. And third is clean up an old room. That's why it's super long. And then Again, do the guests participate in cleaning up the room? No, <laughs> you don't have to. Okay. <laughs> and then um and then during the um making green tea, you know, it's very quiet. So quiet. You can hear every small sound. That when host is walking, hood sound, whisk sound, water sound, boiling water sound, and charcoal sound. It's so like peaceful inside, mm-hmm. relax, mm-hmm. relax and peaceful. And then this whisk from, um, made by bamboo. And then I use a two type of cup today. One is a grass cup. One is a little bit big cup. Okay. How different? You know, which is a winter and summer? I believe what the summer cup would be the glass cup. You're right. Oh, yes. good guess. <laughs> yes. Because a long time ago, you know, thousand years ago, they don't have an AC, mm. but they want to feel cool. So that's why it's like a make, you know, cool off from ice. I mean, okay. ice. Okay. Mm-hmm. Okay, I will. It's ready. I will tell you how to drink green tea. Okay. Uh, okay. Thank you. So first, pick up by your right hand. All right. Put on your left hand. Mm-hmm. Right. Now you can see the front side. So your cup doesn't have a front. I mean picture, but you can decide where is the front. Yes. Okay. Turn twice clockwise. One, two. Okay. Sip just a little bit. Mm. How is the green tea? It's wonderful. It is. It's strong and bitter, oh, but tastes good. But with the candy tastes in good. front, that yes, that's important too. Oh, it's wonderful. Yeah, at the tea ceremony, we don't do eat, drink, eat, drink, back and forth, back and forth. We don't do that. Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. we have to eat sweets first, and then take a green tea. And sometimes sometime the sweets is so big, and if you don't like it, but you don't have to say, I don't like this. Okay. <laughs> so you have to put it in your pocket and go home. <laughs> <laughs> I love it. All right, Jenny. Yes, mm. I'm here. We are ready. Okay. You want to have some tea? Yes, please. I'm going to make you uh, high mountain green tea. Okay. But you really need to try my house tea, oolong tea, too. So let's do this. Okay. So... One way is we use a guy one to making green tea because um, you think like tea but only use for darker tea, like black tea, poor tea, all those. So we will strain out all the teas like this. No, no, a little strainer, okay. Yeah. First step, 
first tip, we don't drinking it. We just call clean the cups because oh. tea actually old time in China is a hand sanitizer. If your hand too dirty, use tea to clean it. Wow! And clean all the germs and oils from your hand. So old time in China, tea is really good hand sanitizer. Mm-hmm. So if you don't have any soap, you pour some tea and wash your hand. Any tea. Any oh, not American tea. <laughs> <laughs> okay. So, so when you're making tea, this way is the right way. Uh, making sure you really hot water, and making sure you like your guest. Don't give them big mug. That's rude. So tiny cup. Show your respect. Sorry, different with your Japanese style. <laughs> you give them a big cup. We are really different. So tea is ready. This is green tea. Okay. Mm-hmm. And tastes really good. And when you're drinking tea, please make noise. We don't want you to be quiet. We want you very loud. Okay. So I'm going to teach you how to drinking it. Here you go. Thank you. Thank you. Um, so same thing, two finger on the side, one under, pinky out, like three dragons holding a cup. Pinky you out. S- yes, pinky so out. So fancy. You smell the tea. Check the color, and you're gonna slurp very loud. Yeah. Can you do that? Pale yellow. Pale yellow. Here we okay, go. Okay. Here you go. Mm. Mm-hmm. Oh, you die right. This is delicious. <laughs> yeah. Slurp very loud. That's very good. Is that this, good? This is fantastic. Mm. <laughs> you can have all you want. So, that's a green tea. Oolong tea is my special. It's from China. Okay. You want some? I will have some. Okay. And we use clay teapot. So we have to change this is the This is the small, super expensive clay teapot. Yes, and super expensive oolong tea, too. I feel, like, I feel very presidential. Thank you. Yes, you are the president <laughs> yes. today. Just today, though. Just, Just today. today. Yeah, okay, so. I don't want that job long term. <laughs> yes, okay. And so it's a clay teapot, very small clay teapot because it's expensive tea. So we also pour out. I tell you. The first step, you can just wash your hands. So kill all the germs. Even can save it for wash your face. Make you pretty. And wow. anti-age. Make your skin feel tender and nice. Mm-hmm. Ba- baby skin. Um, the tea you drink it every day will keep you a long life too. You mm-hmm. might live 408 years old. Hey. That's tea how right in Chinese. Put the tea together writing. It's 100. Oh, eight years old. Wow. So you can live long life. Okay. Because keep you healthy. Here you go. Thank you. Thank you. Okay. Pinky out. Slurp. Two fingers, please. finger in, <laughs> yes. underneath, slurp. slurp. Oh, wow. Mm-hmm. This is the family tea. This is delicious. Mm-hmm. Mm. Thank you. I want to thank you both so much. I want to thank my guests, Sachi Uimoto Groves of Inishi and Jenny Zong. Oh, she's the owner of Music City Tea. Thank you both for being with us today and giving me this, these delicious teas and teaching us a little bit about the history of tea and your cultures. Really appreciate it. Thank you so much. Thank I'm you. Be great. I'm really happy to be here. Yeah, so happy to have you both. Thank you. We have to take a short break. When we come back, we'll go from Asian traditions to the tea culture of the UK and the local herbal traditions of tea. You can join the conversation by tweeting us at This Is Nashville. We'll be right back.
I'm Khalil A. Colonna, and this is Nashville. It's tea time here in Nashville Public Radio because today we are learning about the culture of tea. Now, before the break, we learned about Chinese and Japanese traditions. Now let's learn more about how tea is enjoyed from other cultures. My next guests are here to show us just how they do tea time. Leah Larabelle is the co-owner of High Garden Tea, and Jude Mason is a tea enthusiast and familiar voice as she's a part of our sister station, WNXP. Leah, Jude, thanks for being with us. Welcome to This is Nashville. Thank you. It's really Thank great. You. Audience members, you can hear the tea boiling in the background. <laughs> yes, I am trying more tea later on today. So, Leah, I got to say, I want to start with you. Because when I moved to town, everyone was telling me about the wonders of the great High Garden Tea. But before I talk to you about your business, I want to learn a little bit about your personal journey with tea and herbs. How did you get into tea and herbalism? Oh, my word. What a journey. <laughs> Well, what's wonderful about um, my form of the, or the practice of tea that I practice being herbal tea is it is a lifestyle. Um, and so herbalism to me was when I was a child and I had um, some chronic urinary issues, nothing else could tend to the pain besides uh, the local Pipsisawa plant or when you have, when I would have a cough, then I would drink elecampane to pull up the phlegm and soothe the cough. So it's been a journey of all the way from using plants um, as kind of a medicine replacement. And that's not really the herbalism that I practice today. Today, it's more of a, I find myself in community with the plants and it's helped me to have a much larger family than just people. Mm. I see myself as a part of nature mm. because of herbalism. Who taught you? this you know i it'd be way cuter if i was like this comes down from my grandma's grandma you know yeah. um people hear that of the appalachian culture but honestly th it wasn't that way i had to search for it and i found an indigenous woman who was willing to take me under her wing and teach me something just told me to find this and i'd always had herbal tea and stuff, but like deeply knowing herbalism wasn't, um, in my family, the, the intricacies of it. And I just, I've studied and studied and studied and anyone can, that's the beauty of it. If you can see a plant, you can learn about it and there's either medicine in it for you or some of your animal can, you know, mm -hmm. like there, we yeah. all have the ability to learn. Yeah. Now, Jude, you're from the UK. I am. And we've heard a few things about tea culture there, but what's it really like? Before you answer that, tell me, when did you first start drinking tea? How old were you? I don't remember. I was I, I was that young. It, oh. Tea is all parts of the day, all times of the day, breakfast. You know, I, I, was, I was thinking, trying to think about how many cups of tea a day the usual English person drinks, and it's at least five. Wow. So you would have uh, tea at breakfast or tea when you wake up, then there's, you know, like at around 11 o'clock, you'll have tea and a biscuit. You might have a cup of tea after lunch, one mid-morning, one mid-afternoon, definitely. And then maybe a cup of tea before you go to bed after dinner. Now these, when you're enjoying tea in this manner, you're not like having tea on the go. You're actually taking time. You're sitting down, intentionally making a cup of tea. Yes and no. Okay. So, I mean, if people are at work, you have it at your desk. It's like how people here drink coffee. So you might grab a cup of tea and take it with you. But as a, but certain times, and because I think 
the boiling the kettle, the, if you do it properly at home, like if you're boiling the kettle and putting the tea in the pot and warming the pot and putting hot water, boiling boiling water in the tea, in the pot, that it, it is a thing and you're making time and you're, you are taking a moment, getting up, walking around, doing it, mm-hmm. making a fresh pot. Now, I guess in a previous segment, Jenny Zhang was just explaining to me that, you know, someone you really like, you give them a small cup. Are there customs that, you know, let me know if I'm sitting down to have tea with someone from the UK that, hey, they really like me because they did this particular thing for me when making tea. Yes. I mean, I loved that. I love that you give a small cup so you continue the conversation, you elongate the visit. That was like, I love that. That was beautiful. I've brought in some of my favorite mugs from home. Um, I know one of the things that I've been taught is that uh, black tea, and of course, when we're talking about having tea in England, it's not herbal tea. I I never liked, Leah, please don't kill me. I never liked herbal tea. It always, it smelt amazing, but was always never delivered on taste until I actually love High Gardens teas. Like they have some, there's a cold one and there's a, and I absolutely adore them. They're the first herbal teas I liked when I moved over here. Um, But in England, they always have black tea. Usually it's with milk unless you're lactose intolerant. Um, And the best tea, it tastes better out of a China mug. So I've brought in one which has pictures of the Canterbury Tales on it from Chaucer and one here that is a a God Save the Queen, Queen's uh, Diamond Jubilee mug that I have at home to make some tea. And I've already, while Leah was talking, I've made us a pot of tea in my aunt's uh, Denbyware teapot that she gifted me for my wedding present. And and it's been sitting under my English tea cosy. So yeah, uh, depending what mug people give you, British people have a very dry sense of humor. So you always look at the mug that somebody gives you because it will tell you a lot about what they think about you. Okay. Okay. Yeah. I'm I'm happy that you broke out very special mugs for today. I did. Can Uh, I make you a cup of tea? Yes, please. I would love that. And while you're making that tea, you know, Leah, your husband, I understand your husband's very, very into tea, right? Yes. Um, when I was dreaming up this, because I wanted an herbal apothecary style tea room, an herbal tea room, and I was dreaming up these people could come in and find these teas and find their empowerment of finding wellness through it. And um, I wanted honestly to offer what I called true herbalism in tea form. And thank you so much for mentioning that, Jude, that Um, other herbal teas smell different than how they taste. And unfortunately, there's this natural flavoring put on a lot of teas that's essentially just perfume, you know? Mm -hmm. And so I just wanted to backtrack. Thank you so much. Ours don't do that. It's like real herbs in the real bag. And it matters so much that you notice that. Thank you. But back to the question, sorry. Um, My husband asked me when I was going to open the shop, he was like, were you going to have tea in it? And I was like, yeah, I'll have herbal tea in it. And he was like, no tea proper? Are you going to have Camellia sinensis? And I was like, no, I don't know that one very well. And because that's the green on black. And he traveled the world doing humanitarian work and had fallen in love with the beverage because he couldn't speak the same language as a lot of these people, but they would sit him down and share a cup of tea with him. And he said they could have better conversation just through that pot and cup of tea than if they had spoken the language. And it was just so beautiful to him that, and he had relationships in primarily in Japan um, and that he really wanted to bring that in. Mm. So yeah, he, uh, our love also crossed paths in the tea world as well. It's so like that a, was a match made in tea heaven, I imagine. <laughs> yeah. Okay, so, you know, you know, unfortunately High Garden, the building was lost during the tornado of 2020. 
And it's an institution that a lot of people in Nashville miss. And from what I've heard inside, you both were create, able to create this almost paradise-like mm -hmm. environment. You know, tell can you tell us a little bit about what the setting of High Garden was like? What did it look like when you walked in? You ask really good questions. <laughs> it's like you've done this before. Thank you for mentioning <laughs> that. A couple times. Too. Um, you know what the setting was? Every single thing about the setting to us was mimicking the outdoors and bringing it in because we all feel our best self when we're in the forest. Um, and so we just tried to recreate a forest or a natural atmosphere because, and that's kind of what our company, everything tries to do is help people kind of tear down those walls of this kind of self-induced sense of isolation of there's four walls. I drive to get food. I drink fast tea, you know, this kind of thing. Um, and to be like tearing down those walls, you're a part of the outdoors. And I think when people stepped into high garden, you saw well, like we brought in fallen trees and we put them there and I brought in all the herbs that were drying and things like that. And people just automatically felt at home because that's the home that we all share, the mm. earth, you know? Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Okay, now, Jude, we have the tea here. And yes. I am holding the Queen's Diamond Jubilee mug. You Thank are. you. And don't put your finger out. This is what's different with us. You okay. don't put your pinky out because that makes you look like you're trying to be posh and you're not. Okay. So you just drink drink your tea. I've also got the one thing about having a cup of tea in England. And a cup of tea is the answer to everything. My the, the tea cozy I've got here says where, the, where there is tea, there is hope. Okay. It's like if you're having a good day, let's celebrate a cup of tea. If you're having a hard day, oh, let's put the kettle on, have a cup of tea. Uh, are you tired? Have a cup of tea. Um, so, but one thing you do when you sit down is you have a biscuit. So I've bought a selection of British biscuits, which you Americans would call cookies. So I'm going to see, you can choose. I've got a hobnob, which is an oat biscuit. I've got a Garibaldi, which is... I guess the American equivalent would kind of be a Fig Newton, but it's a bit different. Okay. I have Cadbury's Chocolate Fingers, which is uh, just a cookie wrapped in chocolate. I have shortbread in my King Charles Coronation King Charles tin. And I have a Jammy Dodger, which is a sugar biscuit with a bit, little bit of jelly in the middle. Ooh, so, that looks good, but you, you said chocolate. You said the magic oh, word chocolate. Here I'm we go. going. You can have, here's a couple of Cadbury's Fingers. So Thank you. Now, if, if you're terribly common, you can dip it in your tea, but you don't have to, but you can. Oh, yeah. that, that's very common. That is, that. yeah. Also, if you put sugar in your tea, then we'll all look down you and think you're uh, intellectually inferior but that's just it's okay. it's all that now but okay now we, we, there's milk in this tea there okay there is milk in and this I, tea i've done that before it's delicious but how do you know if you're doing it the right way okay so if you are brewing tea in a if in a pot or if you are just brewing yourself a cup of tea in a mug never put milk in first always do it the tea cannot percolate through the boiling water. And if you're making British tea, if you're making black tea, which is like English breakfast, Earl Grey, Irish breakfast, you need to have it in boiling water, not just hot water, boiling water. Okay. And it doesn't need to steep for as long as a lot of herbal teas. So you just want it for a little when it looks the colour and you'll learn how the colour. You bring the tea bag out, don't squeeze the tea bag because a lot of the time you're going to release bleach from the tea bag and tannin from the tea that makes it that kind of flavour. Mm -hmm. so then you bring it out and then you put milk in. If you're making it in a pot and you're pouring it into a cup, you always put a little bit of milk in the cup first because that means when you pour in the water it doesn't crack the mug and that's why they used to do it oh. with... Um, in china cups because you have to be careful okay. and always try and use skim milk i like one percent or two percent milk which is better don't do half and half or whole milk because that's gross and uh there is no such thing as london fog thank you very much all that's right American here we thing. go we're going to try some of this tea Lauren. wonderful mm. 
Oh, oh delicious. Oh, delicious. Now, takes the edge off. Leah, I got just over a minute left, but, you know, listen to everyone talk about this process of tea and making it. To me, this feels spiritual and really based on ritual. Tell me to you, what's the significance of that? Of tea and spirit? Um, I would say in the folk and herbalism and herbal form of tea, it's the exact same thing. It's herbalism and herbal tea is an easy path to connecting you, like I said, to your most natural self, that you're a part of nature. You can go outside and gather goldenrod when you have a drippy nose, or you can go out and gather wild cherry bark for a cough. Um, it's empowerment, not waiting and for someone else to help you. You have all the help that you need outside and around you for wellness. And so it is a very spiritual process, one of the easiest paths back to finding wholeness. And that's why true herbalism and tea form is so important to us, is that easy pathway back. If someone wanted to learn more about tea and herbalism and their, the properties that it, the beneficial properties of it, real quick, where would you recommend they start? Well, I do have a good Instagram account. I will say one of my missions is offering free education. Um, and so we're at High Garden Tea on Instagram and stuff. Um, and then just books, lots of books. There's um, Rosemary Gladstar writes some really lovely books. There's lots of books. Herbalism is it's currently everywhere. And um, and holding a book and drinking a cup of tea, how can you get much better than that? Right? That's right. You cannot get <laughs> much better than that. I want to thank my guests so much, Leah Larabelle. Bell. She's the co-owner of High Garden Tea and Jude Mason, tea enthusiast and member of our sister station, WNXP. This is delicious. Thank you so much. And thanks to you for tuning in this hour. This is Nashville is a production of WPLN News and Nashville Public Radio. Today's episode was produced by Magnolia McKay. Our senior producer is Steve Harouche. Laura Boach is our technical director. Elizabeth Burton handled the live tweeting. The masterminds behind our theme music are LaRange and Namir Blade. Listen back at thisisnashville.org or wherever you get your podcasts. And the conversation doesn't end here. Tweet us at thisisnashville or find us on Instagram and tell us what you want from our show by filling out our quick survey online. This is Nashville. I'm Khalil Ekelona. We'll see you tomorrow, everybody. And be good to each other.